What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with Brandon and Aviv. We uh we had a new intro there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We wanted to uh, change it up a little bit. Yeah. We didn't want to run the risk of getting this uh, taken down. So <laughs> we were proactive and, and got someone to help us out. Um, yeah. So actually, it was, uh, it was my friend Brian Zucker with Leash, L-E-E-S-H. Follow him on SoundCloud. Link's down below. But Fourth episode already. I know. Crazy. Crazy. Fourth episode already. But... I think I was uh, recognized at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah? I think so. <laughs> Dang, I wasn't that cool yet. But um, as always, we start off our podcast here with a tasting of a new tea. That's right. It is tea time with Brandon and Aviv. <laughs> so hopefully you guys are joining us today and trying um, the Twinnings of London Orangerie of Lady Grey, Twinnings of London being being the brand, Orangerie of Lady Grey being the flavor. I can tell you right now, it sell it uh, smells pretty zesty, orangey. Yeah. But let's uh, let's give it a try. Cheers. Cheers. That's great. That's very good. This is a good one. Yeah. And just so you guys know, this was actually a gift. From myself to Aviv. Yeah. Um, a while back. A while back, but it is a, a rare flavor of Twinnings tea. Only uh, tea company that actually, I believe, is still family owned, by hmm. the way, by the Twinnings family. It's true. Wow. It's and it's pronounced cool. Twinnings, right? Not Twinnings? It's Twinnings, I believe. <laughs> I believe. But it's pretty good. Um, but just to get into the topic today, so... We got a lot of good feedback on the first episode where we touched upon intermittent fasting. So it's both something that we've done for over a year or so now. Um, So we wanted to have a more in-depth episode just explaining some benefits about intermittent fasting as well as some tips that we both think will be helpful for uh, you guys if you want to try it out. Um, But that sounded about good for you? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So just to start off with, we looked at a couple of different studies we just wanted to back up some claims with some some um, studies. That way it's a little bit more, um, I guess, realistic. And I, and I appreciate it when I listen to podcasts and people back up what they're saying with evidence. So the first study that we actually looked at was done by the Department of Immo- um, Immunology. I can't speak. Immunology and Microbiology Science at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla. That is a mouthful. Yeah, that, that is, is long. a mouthful. But basically, the gist of this study is when you are fasted, and a study typically categorizes a fast by 16 hours. So when you are not eating and you're consuming calories for 16 hours, your cells initiate a cellular waste removal process called uh, autophagy. It's either autophagy or autophagy. I'm not sure. I'm hoping it's autophagy so I don't make a fool out of myself. Um, but this just involves the cells breaking down and um, basically just breaking down dysfunctional proteins that are building up inside your cells over time. So it's kind of flushing out some of the things that don't need to be in there, right? And I've heard a lot of people talk about this as one of the benefits of fasting. And I think that that's why people sometimes do like 24-hour, 36-hour fast. It just flushes out your cells and your body. Um, so, th- so that was a pretty cool thing. And I, I, didn't, I didn't, I personally hadn't seen a study to back it up. I've heard this before. Um, but I think it just speaks to 
the overall health benefits of this, right? Right. right. So right, we're, we're we're playing off of episode one. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But we basically claimed we 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 mentioned that there were a few benefits to to intermittent fasting. We kind of lightly touched on it, but this is going to be a much more in depth podcast. First one, like Brandon mentioned, just that cellular repair. There's not really many other uh, activities that you can be doing that help repair the cells, you know, like naturally, Mm -hmm. right. And kind of strengthen them and whatnot. So, um, I mean, you're literally just not eating could be a lot harder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it it speaks to you as well. I'm sure that there's other things to back it up, but I, it's kind of a, a ironic thing to say right now because I actually did get sick for the first time in a while, but I haven't really gotten sick. It was just kind of like a weekend thing since I started. And I started, you know, back in 2016, whatever I was, whenever I was a junior in college. Um, so two years ago, like that April is when I started. And I really hadn't gotten sick till last weekend. Like legitimately sick. Like I had a fever. It was like a two-day thing. But yeah. I, a lot of people do talk about that, that you get sick less often. Like your right. immune system's boosted. I started about a couple months after you and, you know, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick yet. So, I mean, I'm a testament to it. I'm immortal. Brandon's not. <laughs> not anymore. I thought I was. Yeah, I thought it was. But I, I think this is cool. This is just a cool benefit. Again, it's not all about necessarily fitness and, and looking a certain way. If you are going to do the fasting, it's it's an overall healthy lifestyle thing. And I think that it's going to get more mainstream um, as people start to learn more about it and, and whatnot, more programs are introducing it and it, it, it is a healthy way of living, you know, for sure. Right. So um, let's, let's move on to the other benefits here. Um, the next one is just an increase in insulin sensitivity, right? So, <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah. An increase in sensitivity. So you're, you're, you're basically becoming more yeah insulin sensitive. Mm-hmm. So you're keeping your insulin levels so low. That it's not, you're not getting spiked all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. And the, the, the advantage of that is, if you don't know, insulin is the hormone that's in charge of, kind of briefly mentioned it, uh, it's in charge of kind of opening up the walls of your cells to absorb all that sugar out of your bloodstream from, into, it, it takes it from, from your bloodstream and into the cells. Um, so... Being more insulin sensitive allows that hormone to work properly, the cells to respond more properly to the hormone. Yeah. If you're not very insulin sensitive, what happens is all that blood, all that sugar stays in your bloodstream, mm-hmm. which over time can lead to type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem nowadays is a lot of people, a lot of people eat too frequently and you're, you know, you're constantly spiking your insulin. So you're constantly making yourself less insulin you're making yourself insulin resistant right Mm -hmm. and i can fully attest to being someone who was like that when i was eating a lot more and i would get super super tired after eating a big meal especially a carb heavy meal when i was trying to gain a lot of weight i mean you just crash and crash and crash and nowadays i mean even if i eat a cup of oatmeal which is i think like 40 grams of carbs if you measure it out i mean it hits me hard I'm so insulin sensitive. It's ridiculous. Like I, I get so tired if I do that. 
which is good. I mean, a cup of oatmeal is absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, like before it would take me a lot more to, to feel that way. Um, but it, it's just another thing. It's very, very healthy to keep your insulin levels low. A lot of people will tell you that it's not, especially since bodybuilders take insulin literally, right. but it, it, it's not necessary, especially if you're a natural athlete, you know, your, your body's going to, your body's going to get the protein into the cell. People will tell you, okay, you need to eat these high glycemic foods, spike your insulin. So like Aviv said, the protein and what, whatever is in your blood, it's going to mm-hmm. get rushed in. But like we kind of busted in the first episode, that protein's not going to be absorbed or digested for, for a while. long time. Yeah. So it, it's it's something that you don't need to worry about at all. Your your body's going to regulate that nutrients and insulin, even if you pretty much eat no carbs. You know. So I've I've had experience even doing the, um, what's the all fat diet called? I'm blanking on keto. It. Yeah, the keto, and it's like I I didn't get flat on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it was fine. Like my muscles were still full. Yeah. Um, so it's just a healthy thing to kind of keep your insulin levels low. And this, this definitely helps with that. Yeah. Um, another cool thing that we talk or uh, found too, and, and this is pretty intuitive, but we just have some figures to back it up is that, um, fasting increases your, um, your metabolism really. So you're going to be burning more calories. I'm just trying to figure out where the figure was. I think it was 3.6% to 14%. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And that study was from the Department of Physiology and Pharmacology at Queen's Medical Center in Nottingham, United Kingdom. So the UK. <laughs> so basically just talking about that it's going to increase your metabolism, right? And and what is even more of a benefit if you're doing some sort of exercise or cardio in a fasted state, you're going to condition your body to run off of energy that it has in itself it doesn't have food so it's going to be fat right exactly and you and know? fats are much more like what like we mentioned fats are much more sustainable form of energy mm-hmm. rather than carbs mm-hmm. um and your body prefers to run off of fats it prefers to have less carbs in it it's only a very western diet to be eating mm-hmm. a lot of carbs right right yeah i mean i i've been eating ground beef for lunch for too long i hope it's not unhealthy but it's it's good like some sort of fatty food for to break your fast and to run off off the day is good i i, I think i like it i function mm-hmm. a lot better before than than before off of that right um and then you, you want to touch upon the last one i mean we already kind of highlighted this before but this was just the growth hormone oh yeah so pretty much whenever you're in that fasted state like we mentioned in episode one, again, HGH has an inverse relationship to to insulin. But this study that we we found was from the division of endocrinology and metabolism, the Department of Medicine at John Hopkins University um, in Baltimore, Maryland. So you know it's good. <laughs> exactly. You know it's good. <laughs> But essentially, there's there's a lot of benefits of keeping a high HDH. It allows you to build lean muscle mass. Um, that coupled with the fat burning effects of the fast uh, just kind of boosts that as well. Yeah. Um, higher HDH allows you to, uh, like like we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of you know age. They say that there's a lot of age reducing effects, and mm-hmm. overall, HDH is a very good hormone, even if you're not a avid gym goer yeah but especially if you are an avid gym goer it's obviously 
very helpful mm-hmm. just for muscle muscle growth and fat loss and all that stuff. Yeah, but um, those are pretty much the reasons why intermittent fasting is kind of gaining traction, and you hear a lot more people talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we wanted to do, we got a lot of requests that uh, pretty much asked us how to start and kind of tips and tricks to get somebody into intermittent fasting because it could be daunting waking up one morning and being like, okay, I need to wait five, six, seven hours mm. before I can eat. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's a good way to start. And we didn't necessarily plan this out, but that just gives me a thought because if you research it, like the warrior method, the warrior style is like the eight hour eating window, the 16 hour fast. Right. We both don't do that. That's like a little bit too structured, I think. Um, I think that if you're starting out, it's better to do like what you mentioned. When you wake up, try to wait four to seven hours before you eat. Mm-hmm. And just and, and a lot of times you're going to fall into that like 16 hour fast anyways. If you do that, yeah. I, mean, I know I do. I do, yeah. So it, I, I wouldn't worry about that as much as a lot of people say you need to, you know. Just push it four to seven hours and just start with four see how you're feeling and go from there. The biggest thing about intermittent fasting is that it should align with your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I really enjoy getting up, not having to worry about making myself breakfast, eating breakfast. I can, you know, shower and go straight to work or on yeah. the weekends I can get up and go directly to the gym. I don't mm-hmm. have that lag time where I'm cooking or I'm eating or you know, things can happen to prevent me from getting on with my day. Yeah. So if you, if you wake up, you know, you, you're, you're five hours into your fast and you're like, okay, it's lunchtime, like then eat. Yeah. Right. But you don't have to be like, okay, man, when, when did I have, when did I have dinner? Like when did I finish eating dinner last night and start counting that? Just, yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. I would, we would just recommend when, if you're starting out, just really try to push back that first meal of the day as far as you can, whereas it still aligns with your lifestyle. It should be easy. It shouldn't be something that you're constantly thinking about. Yeah. And then and just to help with it when you're starting out, if you don't really like coffee, I would still recommend drinking it. If you don't like it, put some sweetener in it. It helps a lot. Blooding the hunger, it really, really helps. If you get to a point, like for me, I don't even need to have it anymore. Right. I'm sure you're the same way. Yeah. I can just go off of water, mm-hmm. but it helps a lot. And just have like a cup of it, just drink it, and it'll it'll really help blunt your hunger. Or tea, or just you know something that's zero calorie, or sparkling water, or something. Yeah, sparkling um, water really helps just because of the bubbles. Yeah, but it, you, you you just may need some help um, in the initial part, and then you know commit to a month. I would commit to a month. Don't at least yeah, it, it, commit to a month. Let your body adapt, and then just see how you feel. Um, but anyone that I've known that's tried it has liked it mm-hmm. once you adapt. Yeah. For me, I mean, it took like two weeks. Yeah, it takes it takes about two to three weeks to to adapt. When I first started, coffee was my savior. I was drinking around 24 ounces of coffee Yeah. Uh, in the morning just to kind of get me through mm-hmm. the initial fast period. But yeah, coffee, I, I don't really like sparkling water, which is why I don't drink it. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that helps a lot too, but what you're going to notice too is that your body adapts to being without food because right now your body's conditioned to crave food all the time. With intermittent fasting, 
you're telling your body, okay, I do not need to eat. And what you'll find is that cravings actually decrease, right? I haven't had really strong cravings ever since I, you know, started intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I was eating every two hours. Right. So, I mean, I, I completely changed my eating habits. I mean, I completely recomped my body. It's really, really good if you want to recomp it to where you have more muscle and fat if you were the opposite. I had a lot of muscle, but I have too much fat than what I wanted. I mean, it, I'm completely different, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's really, really good for that of, of being able to switch it so you're losing body fat pretty quickly and maintaining that muscle just from other benefits of your strength training as well as increasing that growth hormone too. Right. You know, I was, I was actually reading on, on like forums as to what are the big challenges that people face when they first start intermittent fasting. And obviously it's the hunger aspect, Mm. but something that you should really pay attention to is how much water you're drinking while you are fasted. Make sure that you're well hydrated because Mm. what I've noticed is that a lot of people confuse dehydration with hunger Mm. when they're initially starting. So they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot go another two, three hours without eating. But it's actually just their body telling them that they just need water. Yeah. So make sure that you're drinking enough water, especially if you're drinking coffee, that will dehydrate you pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So just supplement that with, you know, two, three cups of water. Well, a lot of times too, when you're initially get hungry, it's a lot of times it's just that it's just your liver glycogen depleting. I mean, so you could easily just have like a little piece of fruit and continue on. Even though, yeah, you're technically breaking your fast, but just in terms of, I don't know, I use the example of maybe you're at work, you got a call, you don't want to eat, you don't want to like take 30 minutes to do that, just have something and you'll feel fine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I do. Um, But I think, what I mean, what else did you do that helped you when you first started? Um, I mean, those those were really the big one. Coffee really helped me. yeah, I mean, we were in school when when we started, so there was kind of always stuff going on. So it helped me kind of get my mind off of me not eating. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's I think the biggest thing is just being able to commit to 30 days and then take advantage of it, too. Like, I mean, you should it's really powerful to be able to use to lose weight, obviously. Right. Or to gain muscle while staying lean. So if you're going to lose weight take advantage of the fact that you're going to have the ability to eat more calories later on. So you're going to feel fuller too. You know I mean, I mean, that's, that's honestly the best part. Yeah. You know, you can have those huge dinners. Yeah. That is so much fun mm-hmm. where you can just get off work and you're like, I have 1500 calories that I can just eat Yeah. because I had 800 throughout the day so far. And I have, I just remained all, I left all my calories for at night so i don't really have to worry about what i'm eating as long as it aligns with your macros if you are tracking macros yeah. but that's yeah. again it goes back to the lifestyle portion of intermittent fasting how you can go out to eat with friends if you know you have i mean even if you're on an, even if you're in a deficit you're probably fine yeah exactly yeah. you can have that burger you can have yeah you know you can go out to eat you can have those tacos you can really do whatever it is that you want yeah and you wouldn't be harming yourself yeah as much as if you were eating, let's say, three meals a day, and by the time dinner comes around, you have 600, 800 calories remaining. Yeah, you just have more more to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's all it really is. So I think that that's an awesome thing, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Right. You know, um, but yeah, we, I mean, I think, I hope this was helpful. Like, we, we just got so many questions 
from friends and people who are listening about it. And, and there's obviously a lot of resources online too, but um, we're always open to, if you have questions, you could message either of us on, on Facebook and ask. Um, but I, I would encourage you to try it. I, and I, I can, I would bet every dollar I have <laughs> and I've already seen it, that it's going to get more mainstream mm-hmm. it, and it will. I'm glad that it will. Um, but I think that that's a huge issue with why a lot of people are overweight nowadays is they eat too much sugar, first of all, but they're eating way too frequently, you know, unless it's fine. If you're training a lot, you can eat two hours a day. It doesn't really matter. But the average person, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. You know, you really shouldn't be. Yeah. You're just really making yourself dependent on food. Yeah. That's just not a healthy way to live. And you may be shocked at how much you snack. Like if you start paying attention to it. Right. That's a big one too. Because every time you snack, that insulin goes up as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I think that it's, it's, it's a great thing to try, you know, at least try, try for 30 days, see how you feel. You can work out fasted, you get adapted to it. It may be harder to do big, big compound movements. Like if I'm doing a deadlift day with some heavier legs and back stuff, I sometimes I'll eat a little bit beforehand, but I still can do it when I'm fasted. Like I'm pretty adapted to it. Yeah. I mean, fasted workouts are my favorite. I absolutely love fasted workouts. I feel like I'm, I'm just much more I'm clearer mentally. Mm. I'm more focused, um, which we didn't touch on, but that's a big advantage of yeah. intermittent fasting as well. Your focus increases. Yeah. And um, then you also, um, too, I, I noticed too, and I, I'm not, I don't drink much either, but you're super, super in, uh, sensitive to alcohol. Even if you aren't fasted, even if you eat before and drink, I mean, you, it's, you're very, very sensitive to it. I think it's just because you're, you're, you're just not constantly spiking your insulin levels. Your mind's clear. You mm-hmm. know what's happening to you. Yeah. And that could be a combination of meditation and other things too. But Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah. And also, don't be surprised too if you drink caffeinated coffee and you're more affected by it, obviously. Yeah. Filthing your stomach. Yep. So be careful of that too. Like I usually drink decaf coffee. Um, right. Or or even like drink a cup of water before. Yeah. You know, like right when yeah. you wake up, just drink a you know, glass or two of water. Yeah. And then you can have your coffee. Yeah, you just kind of have like a virgin, clean body. So it's great, mm-hmm. but you just have to kind of be mindful of that. Um, yeah, but I mean, I just want to quickly touch back on that focus thing that I was talking about earlier. It's just, it's so nice to, especially at work, where I sit at a desk and just I have the focus that I need. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't feel tired. Mm-hmm. I have the energy that I need. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm productive. And I think that's the biggest thing that I noticed and the reason why I will keep doing this for the very long foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Sure. All those other benefits are great, but to a certain extent, they're untrackable. This for me is the highlight of why I do it. It's just the mental clarity and the increase in focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and most people report that. So it's just something Mm -hmm. you have to try. Right. You know, you got to get over the hump of getting adapted. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions at all, let us know, mm-hmm. feel free to ask or do your own research. There's tons of stuff out there. There's going to be more stuff. There's more benefits that we didn't even talk about a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to do a more specific episode on this cause mm-hmm. it was just such a big hit on the first episode. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Yeah. And, uh, again, subscribe if you found value share it on your Facebook. That would really help us out yeah, a lot. Give us some feedback. Let us know. Exactly. But we'll exactly. And again, a big thanks to 
uh, Brian Zucker for making the intro and outro music here. Yep. Um, thank you, Brian. And, Haven't uh, met you, but thank you. <laughs> and uh, his, his again, his SoundCloud is Leash L E E S H. And we will catch you next time. Yeah, guys, have a great day, great week. Bye.